0: Welcome to The Nat and
1: Sarah Show, where we aim to touch, move, and inspire you every single week. Really? We're really going to introduce our own show? Maybe we should leave it to the pro.
2: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. One second, ladies. Here we go. Sarah Maxwell and Natalie Cook are experts in visualization and deliberate use of the law of attraction. As dynamic world athletes representing Canada and Australia in beach volleyball, they honed in on achievement at the highest level, winning an Olympic gold medal on her home beach of Bondi is a pinnacle example. Their powerful techniques transmute the spiritual to the tangible, allowing thousands of their community members to bring their vision boards to life. Recently, they've taken their expertise on the road as the full-time family, where they inspire coach, and lead people to create their unique, deliberate family life using a simplified three-step process. Welcome to the Nat and Sarah Show. Join us for twice-weekly episodes. Each week, Nat and Sarah will teach us how to deliberately create results in all areas of life using their unique three-step process. Not only that, they'll also sit down with some of their favorite high achievers who have manifested what most merely dream about. Are you a member of the community? Go to bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah Show to download your three-step journal to follow along with each workshop style teaching episode. And get ready to take action on your inspirations.
1: Hey, Dreamers, this week we are tackling a social issue. We don't often get to go to the movies because, uh, as you know, we moved to Switzerland for 12 months and with our little girl Jordan. So we don't have grandparents around to look after Jordan while we go to the movies. However, My parents are in town for a month, and they've been here three weeks, and we decided it was time that we visit the movies again.
0: Date night. Date night. Until Nat realized all the movies were in French. So then we had to find an English one. So we did, and it was called Boy Boy Erased. (sighs) We need to take a break. So we're a little bit fired up about this movie, and that's why we're doing this podcast straight away and we're even doing it on youtube because we look super sexy today in our going to the park outfits so you know to meet jordan for an ice cream after because grandma and granddad yeah so anyway boy erased have you seen it if you haven't and you want to we're potentially going to kill it for you so don't listen until you've watched it okay or be so intrigued by what we say that you want to go but we are going to kind of out the we're story out the, we're going to out the whole thing because out the story because when I love something and I felt feel like it's made an impact on my life I want to share it with everyone the only problem with this is that I kind of want people to go watch it so then I can't tell some of the key lines at the end so
1: really you're not going to tell them no today I am
0: that's the thing ah, I just told them yeah. I'm going to squash it for you so okay get ready
1: so stop the recording Stop the podcast if you haven't seen Boy Erased and want to go and come back to us at the end because we're about to get fired up. Okay, so here's the thing.
0: Go into the movie, start watching, and I think maybe halfway through, I said to Nat, like, I just feel sick to my stomach. Like, Why, why do I feel this way? Like, what is that? And I was trying not to qualify it or define it, so I – may not do it instead because I was like what is that and
1: she what did you remember what you said to me
0: no, oh kidding.
1: I do yes that that it's about the righteousness that's a big word righteousness mm-hmm. we should look it up in the dictionary
0: but, well I know it's a word that plagued me maybe still does at times and perhaps that's why it really makes me sick because maybe it's a recognition of my own righteousness in my life and I, I really want to hold that up as we talk today because what we're going to say our ideas our opinions are just ours you know there are our experiences they're not true right or real it's just like these i just felt sick that's it and 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 some of that like i said it could be because i have my own righteousness and so what, what was some of the
1: righteousness that you were observing well we in this podcast we talk about living your your life your dream life right mm-hmm the choices you make for yourself and your family about what you want to do, right? And this particular movie not only um, blocked them, disrupted them, it actually tried to erase those choices, hence Boy Erased. It's about gay conversion therapy Therapy that still... Operates in how many states? The Thirty-six states, states in the United States of America. is still active today. Over seven hundred thousand
0: gay people still go through have been subjected to, to the, the, program. the program. Whoa! So that that means that's why we wanted to share our experience. And I'm so I love how you just said that erasing those choices because the thing that kept coming up for me is like. Oh my gosh, like there's something I want to say here, but I feel blocked. I feel worried to say the wrong thing. Therefore, I'm just going to say what I experience. And so, um in the movie, it's a true story, okay? So, based on a true story. And it's fantastic because there aren't a lot of stereotypes around the main character. So, you can't kind of like position him in a box that makes you feel comfortable. Like Um, isn't that funny how I'm hesitating to say some things, but, but you can't can't make him a feminine. That's right. He was an athlete. He had great parents. He had, was confident, he strong, like, like there was all these things, um, happening for him and his father was a pastor and his mother was heavily involved in the church as well. And so he was very Christian, like in his own self. And so he had a deep desire to change. You know, when they asked him, do you want to change? And he said, yes. So the biggest thing that I wanted to share is that some of the underlying messages in the movie, um, at first, you're going through the, the conversion therapy and it actually, I come from a Christian background, so everything seemed really honest and like really above board, actually, for me. And I I thought that was quite interesting because I was like, you know, this is just therapy, period, talking about things. Um, However, the the turn things started to take is that there was like only one okay outcome. And this is where I think Nat started talking about this erosion of choice. And even this idea that you're gay because you are born that way. I wanted to, this is the part where I feel a bit, you know, I I might upset some people by saying this. This is just my experience. I choose to be with Nat. You know, I remember in 2000 when I was literally making a massive shift in my life, not because I was going to be with a woman for the first time, but because for the first time I was going to go against one of the things that was operating my life, which was what other people thought of me. So as much as I thought my life was my choice, I was allowing my life to be about other people's choices for me. Even bigger than that, what I thought their choices were for me, I don't even know. I just had a perception of it. So even though my experience is not that I was born this way, I choose to live this way. And and for me that, that, that has inherent value in itself. So that's the kind of thing I wanted. I got really fired up when I was, you know, when we were finished, I said to Nan, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't even want to prove that anyone's born that way because you should be able to choose it whenever you want. And what, what happened to, how come we're all up in everybody else's business? Like, how come anybody else has a say in that? That's the part I think that that I get really worked up about, and and this is where my own righteousness might come in, and I really try to remember that everybody is coming from their place and doing the best that they can. Um, You know, my relationship with my dad, it's like one of the biggest things that I always try to remember is that he thinks that... um, his beliefs and his um, dedication to the, the the word of God and the Bible in a literal sense. Like he thinks that he's as right as I do about what I'm saying about my choice. Hmm. So in that way, if I go the opposite direction, like, of course I'm going to have people that are like, yeah, Sarah, you, but you know, he, he's going to have people the same praying for him at church or praying for me or whatever. So I guess the biggest thing, that we want to do is just reflect our, our experience because that's all we really have.
1: Mm. Yeah, and it was interesting. I, I leaned over at one point in the movie to Sarah and said, I wonder who's in this audience. I wonder who's chosen mm. in Switzerland to come and watch this movie because, you know, is it parents of boys that are gay? Is it gay men? Is it um, people that just have an interest? Mm. And there were times in the movie where you like, oh, Holding your breath. Because the theater was full. Like you were holding your breath. We were holding our breath. Lausanne, Switzerland. Full theater. No one's breathing. (laughs) And
0: I don't know if they're speaking French or English. But let's just say there was a universal language, which was, don't breathe.
1: Yeah. And, you know, Sarah's really hit the nail on the head with erosion of choice. It, It is a choice. Um, some people for us it's a choice some people might want to claim that they were born this way and that's their choice too but at the end of the day um, ultimately what we're talking about on the nat and Sarah show is your ability to bring your dreams to life now ironically Sarah we're together partly because of a dream <laughs> did we bring that up in the first show yeah I a think little so. bit I think so so dreams it it's and and this is it's so frustrating and hard and, and part of the reason we're stumbling is because we don't want to say the wrong thing. No, no, we funny. don't want to offend anyone. But as Sarah said, this is from our experience. There are people out there that have suffered abuse because they've said they've, had a, they've chosen to be gay. And that's disturbing. Like Sarah said, get out of people's business. It is now legal in Australia. High five. <laughs> Since January 9th this 2018 and Sarah and I chose to get officially married in Australia in April 2018 because we wanted to honor all of the hard work at the front line of people fighting for our rights to be married okay so there are so many reasons why people want that to happen but at the end of the day It's legal in our country, and so anyone abusing anyone in Australia for being gay can be arrested because Mm. it's now legal. Oh, that's what needed to happen for that to be Well, I don't know. They're probably abuse.
0: I need to – this is like, you know, I have a thousand things I want to say about this, but I remember at university, University of British Columbia, a women's studies course, so good. She – The teacher was like one of the first classes and she had us all go pick it from a hat, a little descriptor of, um, a scenario and all of us had our scenarios. And then we split the room up into, I think it was something like, and back, I don't know if our terminology was correct back in, you know, 96 or whatever it was, but basically we had gay, lesbian, transgender, Oh gosh, Bye. maybe bisexual, okay? So there was four categories. And then you had to take what was written on your card and place yourself in one of these groups. No one could go anywhere because the scenarios were things like um been married for 10 years but but having sexual thoughts about my female best friend. Um, you know, like I um Genetically male, but I want to use the female bathroom. Um, like Like lots of a variety of scenarios. And what the teacher wanted us to see was that there was a whole bunch of condemnation occurring according to something that wasn't even defined. And the parameters are so mixed up and confusing, hence why it's so chaotic, not only for a person who feels like they want to make certain choices, but for other people who are having opinions and judgments about it, or maybe it's for parents who are having their kids come to them and say, I'm gay, which there, do you remember that movie that we saw on the plane? That was so funny about this, the young kid who who was coming out as gay and they did this whole mock of coming out to your parents and saying, I'm straight.
1: I'm heterosexual. I'm heterosexual. just want to tell you something. I hope, sit down. I hope you're going to be okay. And
0: mocking it because that 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 is exactly a great way of showcasing that there is a differentiation happening, like a us and them. And, you know, I mean, it doesn't bother me that much, but it is kind of funny when Nat and I meet people, they always want us to go to dinner with their
1: other gay friends so well they come up to me like they did at the london olympics <gasps> yeah. so great to see you i just want to tell you my son's gay i like
0: oh, everybody that was like oh i think maybe i've made it after five olympics maybe people think what i've done is great but you know what we actually realized what what's your title I'm she's gamus gamus a famous gay person <laughs> so ellen way to you yeah, know fly the, the gamus way. flag
1: but-, but, but ironically, the movie, he, and you're talking about those categories and the, the card, he didn't have a boyfriend. Mm. He was having thoughts and he happened to get himself in situations sometimes which he didn't want um, and it, it, it's caused subconscious, unconscious behaviours and someone actually called his father, the minister, and told him something that had happened. Now, clearly you've got to go and see the movie for all the explicit details. And the, his father came and confronted him with it. Now, he was still going through his own thoughts. And ironically, it, it happened to me as a adolescent teenager at school, I had people coming to me, labelling me as gay, mm. lesbian, before I'd worked out my own stuff. I was having thoughts, but nothing, you know, that serious. And then people started coming saying, that's what you are. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Go away and leave me alone. Because what I was, was great at school and great at sport and athletic and probably had too much masculine energy. And people were starting to try and label me so that they felt better. So I was tackling their voices, my voices, before I started to really explore that for myself. And as Sarah said again, keep out of people's business. And so what I I started to do then was get them off my Christmas card list and start to hang out with people that A, either didn't bring it up or B, created a supportive environment for what I wanted to do or not do. My choice, again. So I got very good at very early um, finding supportive people and staying around them. Now, sadly, that isn't the case for everyone. They get caught up in the wrong crowd and, and they get tormented for a long time, sometimes leading to suicide, which is just heartbreaking for a choice that you have every right to make about who you want to spend time with, or the rest, whether it's the rest of your life with, or whether it's just in a relationship, it's your choice. But I think what you're bringing up is this
0: idea that if people could actually talk openly, meaning even we feel, well, I'll say me, I feel this sense of like, don't say the wrong thing. Like, I don't want to upset anybody, you know, you don't want to upset family, but I also don't want to upset people in the gay community, it's like, you can't win if you say the wrong thing, you know, and I have some friends that we, when we got married, we were an article in, in a magazine, and we literally like, oh man, when they read that, like, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna come after me, so, so basically, what if we could just talk openly and not take things personally, because I remember a good friend of mine at university coming to me and telling me that she was gay and she'd never had an experience, but she was actually, um, having a crush on someone I worked with. Hence why she was telling me. And you know what I said to her? It's a phase. Like, this is what I told my best friend. It's a phase. And I mean, don't you wish, you know, sometimes you want to eat your words back. And like, that was what I believed at the time. And I don't, I don't even know what the damage of that could have been. But the reason I bring this up is because I don't think anybody's immune to sometimes saying the wrong thing or wishing. But what if we could just actually speak with each other and know where we're coming from? Because in the movie, the winning line of the whole movie, and it's a true story, so they couldn't have planned this better, is that the conversion—this is where I'm going to kill the movie for you all—the conversion therapy guy— who was heading up the big movement? Actually, the last line in the movie says, "You know, da da da." Sykes, who you saw as the counselor, ended up not moving, moving to, to Texas, Texas. And then
1: the second line said, "To live with his husband." husband. Oh, shut the front door! It's but, the only time in the movie everyone just broke into like, yeah, hysteric laughter. Like you could not have planned it better. Better
0: and only better because how true is this? The thing that we push against the most, that we fight the most is the thing that we're not expressing in our own life. And I'm not trying to scare you all, but you know, when I started a relationship with Nat, this is so funny. <laughs> I know was debating whether to share this, but when I started a relationship with Nat, um, a lot of my really good girlfriends, like I just described to them, you know, I didn't, wasn't in love with my gym teacher growing up. I'm not attracted to other women. It was just this amazing energy that was Nat. And I just wanted to move forward and go forward with that. And they, a couple of them said, does that mean I could be gay? Meaning I don't feel it, but maybe I will. And it was so hilarious and honest of them. To me, that openness in itself was what will allow them to have a really transparent journey, whereas other people are pushing against it, pushing against it like this conversion therapist, and next thing you know,
1: he has a husband. husband. So in in the movie, the the boy, as Sarah said, um, is confronted by his father, and he says, uh, after he denies it for a short time, he comes out and says, you know what, it's actually true. And then his father wants him to go to conversion therapy, if he's wanting to change, and he said he was willing to change. So then we see the conversion therapy unfold, which is quite, you know, disturbing in some parts. Um, And then what happens is the mother, Mm. and this is a great part, because the mother, the pastor's mother, the pastor's wife and his mother had gone along and towed the line with the view of the church and the view of the pastor and then she saw and felt something happened to her son that he wasn't okay with anymore. Like he was going along with it and then something happened and he changed he said, this is not okay. And he called his mum to get out and the mother came to get him and she saw the fear, the, the desperation. desperation in his eyes and she all of a sudden stood up for him. Mm. She was a stand for him. She went to bat for him. She said... to to the conversion therapist, shame on you and then shame on me for letting him be in there. Mm. And this is where, wherever you are, if if you are listening to this and you are gay, you've got thoughts of being gay um, and you're having problems, find someone other than yourself because you need to do it too. You need to make a stand and take a stand for yourself. And if you can find someone to link arms with and take a stand with you, that's the power. Mm. So she stood up against the husband. And he stood up against the dad and together that's how they started to come out of it. And he. Dad. The no, the boy, the yeah, boy he ended then, up becoming an advocate
0: and, yeah, and actually writing transparent, like being able to share his story about his experience and, you know, writing for the New York times and, and that's why the movie got made because he brought that story forward and he said, you know, his experiences of conversion therapy and it's still going on. So the fact that there's a voice, so maybe that's one voice mm. amidst thousands and thousands of other voices, you know. So, so that's where Nat and I just wanted to share because sometimes in a way we live in a bubble and we live in a bubble of our supportive environment. Now, I'm kind of like pro-bubble. You know, because pro bubble allows you to have a voice because sometimes if you're in survival mode yourself, that's that's fine because that's where it's at for you. But when you're in a bubble, you have the freedom to share. So at times when I didn't share, then I, you know, shame on me because I was still in a bubble. I could have done that. But, you know, we protect our own self-image or, again, like, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, sheesh, who's that about? That's about me. That's not about other people. So, you know, Nat, good on you for that call out to anybody that's going through stuff. Because, you know, I don't know if they're in a bubble, but Ellen and Portia, as gamest people, um, represented a real, you know, light for me. Because to me, it showed that you could have it all. You didn't have to sacrifice one thing for another because sometimes I started to think, well, maybe if I have to sacrifice the love that I want in my life, I have to sacrifice almost um, the dissolution of relationships. And you know what surprised me is like how cool everybody is, Mm -hmm. truly. So that's another thing, too. Like assumptions are damaging because you don't allow other people to rise to the occasion. And that's what I was doing with so many people in my life. I was actually putting them in boxes about how they would show up. And even my family, like, you know, just seeing how they've shown up. And and I really feel like everyone's growing. You know, everybody's growing their game and how they see the world. And I think Nat and I represent at times like a a breach of stereotype. Um, You know, there's things that... That people just can't box it up, so they have to be more open. Oh, maybe there's a, a fourth choice or a fifth choice or something like that. So,
1: you know, I don't really know what our conclusion is. I <laughs> don't have a deep conclusion. Well, well, one of the points on that with Ellen is she had to go through the pain. She lost the job. Mm-hmm. They said that no one would ever want to listen to her on a lesbian on daytime TV. Mm-hmm. And now she's the biggest show. Um, she probably kicked Oprah out of the road, but... She's one of the biggest shows going on TV and she's amazing right and she has led the way for a lot of a lot of us mm-hmm. um, to be able to speak out. But really again for me it's it's you have to build your own inner worth, your own inner self-worth you then so this bubble Sarah talked about um, building your environment the way you choose and ironically in the movie it, it came up too, the parents were afraid they'd never have grandkids. Mm. And that was one of the things my mum and dad expressed. They were worried about not having a grandchild. They are at the park right now with our (laughs) three-and-a-half-year-old, probably wishing they'd have a rest because it's grandparent time and they have their child. That is possible too. Mm. It is amazing how far we've come. It is amazing that the stereotypes are changing.
0: And my deep hope is, because let's use Ellen as an example, is that your platform then become, be kind to one another. Compassionate. And that's Ellen too. And the emotion that I have about that is that your identity does not have to be who you choose to be your partner. You know, like that's the joke about coming out to your parents as heterosexual. No, you don't have to do that because that's not your identity. And, And my deep hope is that your identity doesn't have to be, I'm gay. That your identity is about your contribution to the world. And that it's, I don't want to say bigger than that, as in that's less than, but that, that, that not be just like, we don't have to be, um, you know, prefaced with powerful women. You can be powerful people, you know, that, well,
1: female athletes. Yeah. It's just be athletes,
0: athletes, you know, like that you don't have to, to like preface with these, come forward with these identities that, that those just become almost like in the, in the notes, you know, that's just part of it. But that's, that's my hope that just like Ellen did, that that she be about, be kind to one another and that she's got a kindness movement and that that's what she brings. She brings laughter to the world um, and that, you know, who her partner is, is just um, part of that. It was part of defining that,
1: that greater cause and identity. So, and or you can build the strong foundation and be proud of I am gay. Right? rather than hiding, which has been what it's been for many, many years. And so stand on the foundation that's been built and be proud of your all of your identities, like we have many.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and we don't need to be boxed into them unless you choose to, unless that's what you want to do. Because I know there's been plenty that have stood up the front and said, I'm gay and I'm proud and fought for our rights, especially in Australia, and a big high five and thank you for that. And all over the world. So just
0: to say it again, this is like trying on a new pair of jeans. You know, it's not going to fit everybody. You know, some jeans are great and some aren't so great. So, you know, if some of these ideas, they fit for you, great. If they don't, just move on and, you know, don't waste energy. Just literally, Ellen, like be kind to one another. Mm-hmm.
1: And go and see Mm. See how you get caught up.
0: We'd love to hear what you have to say, yeah. especially if it's
1: productive.
0: <laughs> okay. Much love. See you, dreamers.
2: Thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget to join the community at bit.ly slash the Nat and Sarah show to download your three-step journal and participate in weekly lives found only in our private group.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: Five stars, five stars, five stars. And then click on write a review link to actually write a review so that you can tell other people that we're legit and even funny, maybe a bit serious. So if you want to recommend this to someone,
0: you have to put your fingers on the keys and send us a review.
1: Thanks.